Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. And today is part two, and we're talking about the most powerful mindset secret ever shared. Sounds like a title for one of Zoe's Disney movies. <laughs> Definitely does. <laughs> Hopefully we can live up to that expectation. Exactly. So if, if this is part two, so if you've not listened to part one, one of the most key, I think one of the most important points that you would have learned had you listened to point, uh, part one is the power of being in a state of gratitude and how when you are in gratitude for the different things we talked about in yesterday's podcast, when you're in that state of mind, it's almost magical the power it has over your ability to control your ego. It can control your output. It can control your relationships. It can control your the, you know, your view on life, the, the nature of the conversations you have. Everything pivots when you're keeping yourself in a state of gratitude. And we gave you some, I think, really drilled down points yesterday and how you can go about doing that. And the wonderful thing about being in a state of gratitude, especially when you're using our points, is money follows because the ways that we're asking you to show gratitude are towards the folks that will most likely want to do business with you. So picking up where we left off yesterday, uh, today is, we don't know what point because we changed the points, but the next, um, I think, point is... Post a positive review. Julie, what did you mean by that? That's right. So you, all of us, uh, use different products and services every single day. When something or someone is exceptional, recognize them online. Recognize them with a thank you card. Recognize them with a phone call. When they thank you, you can always talk about real estate and ask who they know who could use your help buying or selling real estate. You're not going to lead with that. You're going to lead with your token of gratitude, but especially a positive review online. Think about how hard it is for agents. You guys are always asking the coaches, how do I get reviews out of people? Well, it's not just for realtors. Everybody who has a business, who has a product, a service, something they're doing exceptionally, do them a favor and don't wait for them to ask for your positive review. Well, for example, when you go to read the reviews on our book, Harris Rules on Amazon, there's over 500, like 550 five-star reviews. And a lot of people took time to actually create video reviews, which are really exceptional. And you can see how much other people appreciate them. That is one hell of a classy way of saying thank you to us for writing the book. And we sincerely thank you mm -hmm. for those of you who have written uh, any kind of review at all, but especially those of you who uh, create the video reviews. We'll do that for your service providers. Do that for everyone you know, and they will reciprocate. It's a way of showing gratitude. But again, the magic in all of this is that when you're showing gratitude towards other people, you are now elevating your mindset. And it's almost like you're, I don't mean to sound woo-woo, you guys know we're not woo-woo, but it's almost like you're tuning your frequency into a stronger, I think, clearer channel so that you're able to think more and be more focused on what is most important to you, which is being of service to other people. And then in doing so, you're going to want to have the skills those folks need for you to be of service to them. And then guess what follows? A lot of money. So your next point, Julie. That's right. Next point, show your gratitude overtly and enthusiastically. Don't be like everyone else and just give the token thanks. Instead, be more expressive with phrases like, you really saved my life on that one, or the compliment you gave me really made my day. More energy and enthusiasm. People will absolutely remember that. And one of the other things, like one of the things I'll say when I'm um, frankly texting somebody as I'll look at the list of folks I want to text 
and I'll start out by saying I was just thinking of you or I was thinking about the last mm -hmm. conversation we had or I was thinking about something I read about uh, that you just posted on Instagram or whatever. Those types of things are a great way to engage in, uh, with someone immediately at a higher level. Next point, Julie? Much more personal. Mm -hmm. Yes, so notice and compliment, I guess you were reading my mind, specific things about people. We can all name people who are always smiling, who tell the best jokes, they have the best manners, or they're always dressed to the nines. So recognize them by being specific. When I wrote that, I was remembering back in the caverns of previous lives. Uh, I used to work with this lady named Judy Bergen. And what I can tell you about Judy to this day is I remember she never complained about anything. She could have the worst sneezing, cough, cold. It could be sleeting outside. Never a complaint. And she only had good things to say about people. And I remember that as like part of what made her who she is. All right. So now and she never said to me, Hey, I have this mission of never complaining. It's just who she is. Now you brought that up. We're going to have to tell the story how you know Judy, Ber Judy Bergen, because oh, that boy. would be even funny. And I'm sure all the <laughs> listeners would appreciate it. Oh, so I'll tell my version of it. I walked into that one, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Well, so when Julie and I were in high school, um, and a little bit while Julie was in college, we, or she rather worked at a year round Christmas store. So Julie was in essence an elf. And the funny part was, is that she became, you know, quite an elf and that people would seek her out from all over the country to help with ornament selections. And there's all these ridiculously expensive collectible ornaments. Those of you guys are into Christopher Radko and what's the new lines, Julie, you still follow Heartfully all Heartfully yours. Exactly. And I actually do know how to uh, permanently wire Christmas trees. Exactly. For those of you who think that they just come out of the box that way, somebody actually has to make those. So she's a full-blown elf, but that's not the funny part. <laughs> the funny part is, is because Julie would be around... Uh, you know, these ornaments all had, what was it? What are glitter. Those? Glitter on them, right? Sparkles. So sparkles, glitter. So Julie would always come home from work covered with this glitter. And that glitter, if you guys know what I'm talking about, it does not wash off. That I mean, <laughs> eventually, eventually it just comes off. But for the most part, you're just glittery for life, basically. <laughs> so what would happen is Julie would, you know, we'd go out, say, for a movie. We'd go on a date or whatever we we're going to do after she worked. And then she would take a shower and she had, still had glitter all over her. And it was funny, one time we were in a Donato's Pizza, actually, in Columbus, Ohio. And, you know, they thought, one of the guys there thought that Julie had glitter on her. And evidently, the only places you generally see women with glitter on them is if they're strippers. And Especially that, if it's the middle of the summer. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was kind of funny. Yeah. Unintended <laughs> consequences. Yes, exactly. So so glitter could be something as innocent as being an elf in a year on Christmas store. <laughs> or, or something much completely worse. much worse. Exactly. Yes. So next point. Maybe I'll leave that out of the next uh, podcast about this. Okay. Okay, so uh, next point, volunteer your time and skills to support other people's causes. Pay attention to the charitable events, especially that your uh, sphere of influence or center of influence and past clients are involved in. Support them whenever you can, not just by donating money, but by showing up and contributing your time and support. And be public about this. Post your link on your social media, promote their event, and participate at a high level. Yep, I mean, that, again, let's just drill down on that one. Um, a lot of you are doing events over the holidays or just really year round. A lot of you are doing events to show appreciation, client appreciation parties, maybe in around Halloween and October, you're doing some sort of pumpkin giveaway, those types of things. And those things are all great. But the way you really take all that to the next level, to Julie's point, is tie it to a charitable event. So what we have uh, long sent, we've always suggested you guys do that, but one, our, the two, our two favorite to um, work with it, well, at least when we sold real estate, and we suggest you all do this the same now, is the American Red Cross is number one, mm -hmm. and any of your local humane societies is number two. And the reason the American Red Cross is number one is if you were doing an event 
let's say, for example, it's going to be a, a pumpkin giveaway or something that's going to be seasonal. It's going to be outside. And you're going to do it at a local elementary school. You're going to have to fill in the gaps here. We're just giving you the ideas. Mm -hmm. And then you can call the American Red Cross, and they'll actually do a, a blood drive right there. Now, if there's no building that you're doing, if it's not like an elementary school, maybe they'll uh, uh, bring some sort of bus or whatever, you know? A blood mobile. Right. But what they'll do is they'll actually, this is the amazing part, is they do a lot of really high-level PR announcing the fact that they're going to be doing a blood drive for, at this particular event. So if you're doing an event and you're branding it around your own name and you're, you know, it could be a canned food drive. It could be uh, something where you're helping. Um, it just doesn't matter what it is. You're going to call American Red Cross. You're going to say, can we work together? They're probably going to say yes. And then they do a whole bunch of local PR. Your name is going to be, you know, printed everywhere in association with the American Red Cross, all upside there. And the other thing is they will actually telemarket or call into that local community to anyone in the records that's donated blood in the past and invite them to come back and give blood again. That's pretty incredible. And now with the Humane Society, Julie and I did something when we sold real estate, which was uh, buy or sell with me and adopt a pet for free. And so what we did is we went to the Columbus Area Humane Society and we worked an agreement that assuming someone qualified to adopt it, a pet, right? I mean, they- They, they use their own prequal. Right. They, they, the process was the same. Someone had to be able to actually take care of the animal. Well, Julie and I would cover all the adoption fees. Which was like 35 bucks. Yeah, I think nothing. it's like 60 now or something like that. Well, so there's a lot of, you know, all kinds of variations of those ideas. But you guys should drill down and always associate yourself with charities, charities that are going to reciprocate in kind, not just take your donation and forget your, you existed. G work with people that are going to reinforce you. That way you elevate you elevate them and they elevate you. Well, that's right. And you can do it on that scale. Like any event you're going to do, you add the Red Cross. Maybe you're going to have 50 people show up. They're going to prospect on your behalf. Maybe you have 150 people show up because you're partnering with them. And that doesn't actually cost you anything. The other thing that you can do to this point is on maybe a more micro level, when you're thinking about doing your pop buys or your client gifts, think about your own past clients. Do you have somebody who you helped in a real estate transaction or who is a friend of yours who maybe owns a bakery? Maybe you do your client closing gifts honoring their bakery. Give them business. Tighten things up. If you've got somebody that it, you know that you know in your list that owns a window cleaning company, send all of your window business to them. So think about who is already in your sphere and support them further. Now this is showing appreciation, but obviously it's doing with more you know commercial ends in mind. But these ideas still work. We're trying to challenge you to put yourself in that mental state of showing gratitude because from that, then you're going to have all kinds of creative juices start to flow and you're going to realize opportunities to really elevate yourself. Because here's the thing that's kind of magical, obviously. A, when you're in a permanent state, well, not really permanent, but that's almost impossible. When you're conscious of being in gratitude, when that is the state of operation, that's your modus of operandi that you go through life, then obviously that's going to be a very powerful attractor to you. Now you start then going to these other local businesses and charities and religious organizations and schools and all these other types of things. And then you offer to work with them and, you know, say, for example, a humane society, Julie and I are big, you know, we love animals. We've always been contributors to the humane societies wherever we've lived. And so that is something that was a natural ex extension of what we were already passionate about. You guys can do the same exact thing. And then the other thing, again, taking this idea to the next level, imagine like, say, for example, you're interested in children's charities, right? It just choose your whatever it is you're focused on or would like to be focused on. Now you're actually you, being you, doing what you really have a lot of passion for or where you really care about. And by the way, you're also going to be attracting a lot of real estate clients your way. Who have similar interests, so your conversations are that much more easy and simple, right? 
Okay, so the next point, be gracious when you are challenged by a situation or person. Boy, this one is a tough time, one in real estate sometimes, especially agent to agent or agents dealing with more challenging clients. Your job is to show respect and have manners even when you are in serious disagreement. Take the high road. You don't always have to argue if, as if you're in a death match. The other person may have something valuable to offer in spite of being in contention with you. You set the tone. The Stoic Marcus Aurelius, and we do have podcast series about Stoics, uh, fam famously stated, quote, you don't have to have an opinion on that. Don't be opinionated on every last thing. It's exhausting to you and you can alien alienate others. So be gracious even when you're in challenging situations. It, that is an act of gratitude. Well, it's an, also an act of keeping your mind, controlling your mindset. Yes. Because then you don't get pulled into the muck. Because exactly. a lot of people are, especially on social, are firing off about things that they really are ill-informed about. Yes. And they're just carrying the flag for some cause that they think merits their attention. And if you then decide that you're going to be pro or against that particular whatever it is, you're now being pulled into muck that you didn't even realize, you know, is a bottomless pit of quicksand. Yes. And I may be a seller prospect who decides to Google you and see, you know, what are you about? And maybe, you know, that just offends me in some way. And then I don't call you back and you feel ghosted. That's how that goes. Okay, so be good at accepting compliments. You can say, you're so kind, thank you for your lovely words, or how thoughtful of you to notice that. Have some scripts so that you improve your acceptance of compliments and aren't weird about it. Awkwardness is often mistaken for ingratitude. Yeah, I mean, that speaks for itself. So um, again, that's another, and, and don't be surprised. Yeah, again, this is all about how to be in a state of gratitude and stay in a state of gratitude. That's really one of the most powerful secrets to being successful long-term. But when you give a compliment to someone, don't be surprised if they don't know how to receive it. Don't be surprised if they might even receive it in a way that your brain tells you is a little bit uh, adversarial. It's just because they're not used to receiving compliments. Don't overthink it. Don't make it a, don't let your ego flare up and then all of a sudden put yourself in a defensive posture. That's right. One of the things that I notice is uh, when I'm listening to podcasts or I'm watching an interview on TV, when a guest is introduced, how they handle that handoff, like, gosh, it's so great to be here. And other ones are kind of weird about it, like they don't know what to say. So it's good to think of your scripts ahead of time on this. Definitely. Okay, so here's another one. When someone gives you something, always show it off. Even if something isn't your style or vibe, show it off. If they gave you a book, put it on your desk or on the shelves behind you where you shoot your social media videos or pictures. Put the flowers on your desk or wear that scarf when you meet for coffee. Show your appreciation. Don't act like the kid in the Christmas story movie when his aunt gives him the bunny suit. <laughs> okay. I'll give you an example. Fresh off of coaching calls with Federico Salvatore in Los Angeles. Okay. Federico is giving a book to, one, to somebody who gave him a really great referral. Now, the referral didn't turn out, but it was a great referral, and he's giving a gift of gratitude, which, and we talked about, like, how do you decide what to give somebody for a gift of gratitude, a pot buy, or a closing gift? And we talked about instead of focusing on like how much money is appropriate, which is what agents ask all the time, focus on being tuned in to what they care about. So I asked Federico, what, what does this person, you know, go to his social media, go to his Facebook. What do you think would be something that would be really appreciated that 
that shows that you pay attention. Well, shows that you actually did some homework to find out what they care yeah, about. Yeah, nothing generic or, and, you know, stuff like that. And just for the record, guys, this is one of the secrets to becoming a, real, a consistent high-end listing agent is doing exactly what Julie just said. Take the time yes. to know the customer, to know the, the potential person you're wanting to work with. And I'm going to add a little flavor to Julie's point and you'll mm -hmm. get back to sure, it. Sure. Uh, we've worked with many, many very high-end agents in L.A. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are trying to get relationships with business managers and sometimes agents or sometimes celebrities or real estate developers or whatever they are. And that right there is one of the best ways ever to actually get an unfair advantage when you're competing uh, for their attention, for a listing or for the, a future um, opportunity at business is you find out what they're really passionate about and you actually go out of your way to um, you know, show appreciation to them. I just a totally and completely out of the blue gift. I just you know tripped across this. I thought it might be perfect for you, and you send it up to them on their way. And one of our coaching clients, and I'm thinking actually of Ben Salem, yes, who has worked with a lot of the a lot of very A-list celebrities in L.A., and that's actually exactly how he does it. Yes, there's. I mean, there's a beautiful thing to that. So, so what Federico decided to do? We talked about what do you know about this person that you want to give a gift to, and he said, you know. He probably, this person he's working with probably knows like five words in Italian, but he likes to show them off because Federico was born in Rome and they throw their Italian around a little bit. And he said, he's really into Italy. And I said, well, that's in your wheelhouse, right? Of course it is. So we talked about different um, beautiful coffee book, coffee table books, like, you know, the, mm -hmm. the publisher we like, Tashin, and he had some in mind he already knew about. So he's going to find a beautiful book about Italy. Now, here's the key to this. Not only is that a thoughtful gift, that's not just some random gift card to Starbucks, right? That's something very thoughtful and sensitive to that person. But now he's giving him something that will live on his coffee table, which somebody else in his office is going to say, that's a beautiful book about Italy. Where'd you get that? He should probably also sign the inside yes. of it or uh, some sort affix a personal handwritten note that obviously is clearly from Federico on the inside of the uh, book but making it so that it can't be removed, i.e. glue or staple. You guys get in the point. In a classy point. way. We and, have some in our library from people oh, that have influenced us over the years. I, as you were talking, I received a great book. It was a year or two ago from someone who was in our EXP family, and, he's, and I'd helped him out with some real estate transaction stuff, and he sent me a great book that I'd never even seen before on Enzo Ferrari. Yeah, well, which I so loved. There it you was, are. It was totally out of the blue because okay. he because he knew I like cars. Yeah. So anyway, that was a really great gift. I'm, I'm remembering yeah. all that now. But guys, listen. The gift that we've created for you is free Premier Coaching. You can join Premier Coaching, which is arguably the nation's best-selling coaching program, maybe even ever. There's hundreds of agents who are joining Premier Coaching every single month, and of course they are. It doesn't cost you anything to join, and when you join, you get a ridiculous amount of value, including a daily semi-private coaching call. So we've made it very simple. For for you simply go to uh, simply text the word premiere to 47372 text the word premiere to 47372 again text the word premiere to 47372 when you do we'll text you back a link and it takes you about 22 seconds to join premiere coaching if you're outside of the continental united states or just prefer not to text for whatever reason that's fine just go to uh, premierecoaching.com, premiercoaching.com. Remember, in texting, message and data rates may apply. But absolutely, positively, join Premier Coaching. There's no reason for you not to. It takes 22 seconds for you to 
have instant access to all of the first level of Premier Coaching. And that, and yes, that does entitle you to daily semi-private coaching calls with one of our Harris Certified Coaches. So do that urgently. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. Next point, Julie Harris. Next point, let people know when you're thinking of them. Whenever you can share your experiences with friends, past clients, or center of influence folks, let them know. Try to make them laugh. I thought of you when I was at the dentist today. I was remembering the time you told me about your funny experience. There's so much of this, but how many people actually share it? If you're sitting in the dentist chair, send yourself an email to remind yourself to go talk to that person. I have a collection that I that's called uh, Craziest Real Estate Stories that sometimes I'll share on coaching calls when, when they'll say that, especially when they're like in the midst of the drama to try and break the tension. I'll say, you know, I know that seems really weird to you, but let me give you a quick story about the time that the lady thought I stole her blue shoes or, <laughs> or whatever. You know, you're trying to relate, and especially if you can make somebody laugh. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the next one is uh, pay it forward. So there's lots of different versions of this, but this is certainly getting your gratitude out there. When you see somebody behind you in line counting their dollar bills, give the cashier 5 or $10 towards their bill. Well, what you mean, again, this is pay something you guys will see a lot, unfortunately, during this recession, mm-hmm. is you're going to see oftentimes at the grocery store people that are obviously economizing. And um, this can be, uh, you have to do this very tactfully because a lot of people's pride is going to stand in their way of them wanting to actually accept you helping them out on their grocery bill. Covertly is best. Exactly. And this is something that Julie and I've done before. And when you do this, guys, you don't have to be crazy about it. But you literally will um, be in uh, essentially line at the grocery store ahead of time. You'll see somebody that, you know, maybe they're struggling a little bit. You're going to want to pay the cashier ahead of time. There's so many different things you can do. And you don't have to stand around for anyone to thank you. I'll tell you one of our favorite things to do as Julie and I will go to um, usually it's Toys R Us or some toy store around the holidays. Depending where you are, there might not be one. So you might just want to go to the local Walmart. The point is, is go to where the layaway is. And then ask the manager uh, for a list of the layaways that people have been paying away on that are kids' toys. And then pay off the layaways. And then maybe, you know, do that as a charity event, too. You could do a little money drive to raise, you know, $2,000 to go to the local Walmart or yeah, whatever. For the, and, and your objective is to pay off you know, maybe toys that would be in, in layaway for kids less than five years old or whatever. Well, and you can say, you know, think about people who have their collection of toys for their kids that equal like $50. And right. they're paying like $5 a week. That makes a huge difference. And you can do that anonymously. You can go to anything like Target or Walmart or any place that's going to have maybe even uh, Marshall's, Toys R Us. I don't know, I'm not sure Toys R Us is still around. Anything no. anything like that where there's likely to be layaway. And you can call ahead and talk to a manager to make it efficient on yourself. Well, yeah, that's and we did do that, when we, especially when we were in Texas. But um, the managers would always want to announce like our names and thank you for this contribution to paying off layaways. And we never let them. Julie and I don't, we have never it's wanted. It's not about that, really. We've never wanted attention. In our minds, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but giving charity and then taking credit for giving charity is not being very uh, charitable. It's almost like you're giving charity for the sake of narcissism and not necessarily like when someone donates a lot of money and they say, look what I just did. Is that about what you're doing or is that about you having done it and you're trying to virtue signal in a certain way? I'm not really sure. I don't have my head completely screwed on straight about that. But the stance we've always taken is we yeah. give money anonymously and we'll always do it that way. And I'm going to I'll add even a little bit more color to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're deciding that you want to be more participatory in your community and elevate your you know, stand alignment with your sense of gratitude 
you're going to find a lot of people that are going to be receptive to your help in churches. And so if you go to local churches, you're going to find, and maybe some of you guys don't know this, well, frankly, when I was growing up, my parents didn't have any money. And one of the things that we would do sometimes is we'd have to go to the church basements and there would be canned goods that people would have donated and oftentimes clothing that they would donate. And that's where we get our food and that's where we get our clothes. Well, that obviously left an indelible mark on my soul. And that's mm-hmm. something that Julie and I always keep in mind. And so what we'll do is we'll go to local charities. We're going to be doing a lot of that this year. And we will, uh, you know, ask the we'll go to whoever, usually the minister, the priest, the rabbi, whoever. And we're going to say we want to sponsor X number of families up to X number of dollars to essentially pay for everything for them for Christmas. And we don't necessarily want them knowing that we did it. We've done that for years, and it is incredibly, it's such a wonderful feeling. One year, again, in Texas, what we did is um, we actually found, you found this out. We found Mm -hmm. a list. It was a local family who had fallen on hard times, and we went out and bought them a bunch of toys. And I remember that we dropped, maybe we did this more than one year, and we wrapped all the presents and whatever, and we like dropped all the presents and whatnot um, on the doorstep and basically didn't even knock on the door, just left them there. No, I mean, it is a kind of great feeling, you know, if you think about that. This year, I think what we're going to do, I'm talking to different people here in uh, North Carolina where we're here for the holidays, is uh, foster care. Mm -hmm. And foster care will actually send you a list of their most needy families, the age groups, specific things they might say, you know, girls clothes between size six and eight. There's lots of different ways to do this. And many of them can be found on Facebook. You can just Google for them. You can look in your local newspaper. I got the thing from foster care from a, a poster that was in Zoe's doctor's office. So there's really no excuse but to do this. And it, it'll make you feel really great to get into that attitude of gratitude. And again, guys, just hearing us say these things, you're hearing and you're, you're thinking about you doing these things, but you're already feeling. Do you guys notice how you've got this feeling that's sort of manifesting in your, your chest area? Because you just, all of a sudden, there's something feels almost magical because you're visualizing yourself doing these things and how it'll feel. Do you guys like that feeling? Warm you, and fuzzy, activated. Right, exactly. Do you notice what you're not feeling when you're feeling that feeling of gratitude? You're not feeling egotistical. You're not feeling fearful. You're not feeling a, a, the sense of scarcity. You're feeling unbelievably in alignment with your highest and truest purpose on this planet, which is being of service to other people. That is one of the greatest secrets uh, that's everyone seems to know, but nobody seems to practice. Well, that's true. And, you know, we've talked a lot about giving charitably, paying for gifts or paying off layaways, but you know, sometimes it's just a tiny act that is mm-hmm. along the same line. So when we talk about pay it forward, maybe you're checking out somewhere and you've got 30 things in your cart, but the little old lady behind you is buying a gallon of milk. So let her go in front of you. It can be a tiny little random act, right? So the next point is when you say you're sorry, be sincere and specific. Even when you don't feel you're entirely wrong, remember you don't always have to be right. A proper apology acknowledges that somebody feels hurt, again, even if you don't agree with it, but recognizes why that was and contains a commitment to make it right. So that kind of stands on its own. Not that that ever happens in real estate, right? You want to level off here? (laughs) Uh, Sure, we can. Yeah, so we're going to pick up tomorrow where we left off today. We know that most of you guys will listen through on a half-hour podcast, but we lose a lot of you when it goes towards an hour. But sometimes Julie just cannot stop talking. just can't stop with those rants. (laughs) (laughs) She's making fun of me. So guys, listen, this is a wonderful time of year for you to be in alignment with really what your highest and truest purpose on this planet is. 
And ultimately, it is indeed, as I've said several times on today's show, being of service to other people. If you are feeling fearful, if you're feeling scared, if you're feeling uncertain, and this is going to be a sidestep, but it's still definitely in tune with what we're talking about. One of the best things you can do is intentionally, overtly, and aggressively go media-free with your life. Completely and totally. Like If you're not liking your mental and emotional state, maybe not even your physical or financial state, well, then it's probably a result. Those things are probably not uh, where they should be or where you where you want them to be because of what you've been allowing yourself to be exposed to. So you've chosen you're not without knowing it to essentially surround your mind, surround your, you know, all your inputs are basically negative. And of course that's going to have an adverse effect on you. So one of the best things you can do, if you're in alignment with the idea of being in a state of gratitude and working towards that as a normal state of how you exist, and it is a practiced effort. It really is, especially in such a narcissistic, all about me world, right? One of the best things you can do is unplug from all the things that reinforce the negative, all the things that reinforce the ego. And that is a lot of social media. That is certainly all the news. Just completely purge the news. Julie and I had somebody come up to us the other day and they asked us, did you hear about whatever, whatever? And we're like, nope, (laughs) no idea. And guess what? We don't care. Uh, Did you hear that so-and-so is running for president? Nope. And we don't care. Because what's the point of having those conversations or allowing those thoughts to rattle around your brain? Because you can't really focus on too many things. And if all of a sudden the things you're focusing on are creating or manifesting negative energy and fear-based egotistical thoughts, where is that going to leave room for you to be in gratitude? Where is that going to leave room for you to want to attract to you people that want to do business with you? You guys get it? And if you think about people that you truly admire, haven't you always noticed that they have this calm state about them where they are not really, you know, essentially they're avoiding things that are political. Have you noticed that they're avoiding things that are going to be really controversial? That's not the people that ultimately are the folks that we admire. We admire people that are clearly trying to elevate themselves and also elevate the people that choose to pay attention to them. And that's really starts with an attitude of gratitude. That's right. So a lot of people wonder, well, how do I get that you know, that calmness that I admire in other people. And how do I, so you started with avoid the media, mm-hmm. absolutely, except for this podcast, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the only thing you should listen <laughs> only to. thing ever. But then doing some of these random acts of kindness, getting that attitude of gratitude, because really, you know, it's your choice if you want to do something like spend money to pay off a layaway. You don't have to do that. You can do a lot of these other ideas that don't cost you any money. It just maybe upgrades your manners a little bit. Maybe it causes you to take the high road and set the example for somebody. And after even a few weeks of this polished up attitude of gratitude, you're going to see the results. You absolutely will feel a difference yourself. You know, I I turned this into an article for Housing Wire. And one of the things that I said in the lead was, you know, if you want to end the 3 a.m. real estate night sweats and some of your stressful feelings and anxiety and what's going to happen next in the real estate market and making it all about you all the time, Well, adjust yourself to an attitude of gratitude and all of a sudden, almost instantly, I mean, you were talking about just during this podcast, you're probably feeling a lot better about things. And I think the other uh, intended or unintended consequence of having an attitude of gratitude is it does help you appreciate what you do have. When you're looking at how can I help somebody that has less than or has a struggle greater than mine, that kind of focuses you into all of the good things and that can only benefit you moving forward. And here's the litmus test. Ask yourself, and we did this yesterday as well, think right now in your heads three things that you're feeling grateful for. And you could be in the worst mood ever, 
Um, but you got you're thinking of Zoe. She was in the worst mood ever, right? Yeah. Right. And then then she started playing with Max, who she loves, our French bulldog, That's and right. she was tugging him, and they were playing. Yeah. Changes her changed her attitude instantly. It did. I mean, little kids are the best, you know, visualizations of the really how basic life really is. Definitely. But yeah, so if you're not in a place where you want to be, put yourself now. Play the game with yourself. Experiment with this. You'll be shocked how easy, how instantly, really. Um, your attitude changes. Think of three things that you feel grateful for. If, you know, think of just, you choose what they are. Th- really grateful for. Not necessarily, it could just be your shoes, I suppose, but something you're truly, truly grateful for. You should be grateful for being alive. Mm-hmm. You should be grateful for, maybe for some of you, this is a little obtuse. You should be grateful for being in the real estate industry right now because there's more opportunity now than there has been in at least the past 15 years. Refer to previous podcasts. Exactly. You guys should be grateful for, hopefully, this podcast. You should be grateful for your family. You should be grateful for the food in your belly or the food that's about to go in your belly. You guys get it? I, I had this conversation with somebody who is listening who lives in Utah this afternoon because we've been working hard on creating her open house spoke. And what happened was she got a lot of business from it and she's getting a little frazzled and somebody wanted to see it. She's like, well, how about tomorrow? Instead of like they were right in front of her. And we talked about, you know, let's get into gratitude that this is working, right? (laughs) Because sometimes you guys get off track and I appreciate that. You appreciate that. The coaches understand, you know, we've all sold real estate. We're not just, you know, made up coaches. We understand when you get busy, you start to feel stressed. You start to maybe have loose ends. You start to get a little sloppy. So this is a, a, a technique that can get you back on track. Just as I was talking to our listener in Utah, let's be really grateful for what this is creating for you. And yes, you're going to feel temporarily you know, spread too thin, but let's look at what we're doing, get our head screwed on straight, drill down and move forward. If you guys didn't connect the dots with what Julie just said, I'm going to repeat it because it's really important. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, and this is really what we talked about yesterday, if you're feeling any sort of negative emotion that you don't want to have continued to manifest inside of yourself, the best thing you can do is put a stop to it. Don't, a lot of people will say, well, you know, think about the thought. Where did the thought come from? Where did the blah, 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 blah. Like a lot of, you know, pseudoscience, self, you know, analyzation that doesn't get you anywhere except manifesting more negative thoughts. The best way to pivot towards the person and the thinking that you want to have and the person you want to be is to really Ask yourself, what are three things you're grateful for? And if you're not, if it's real struggle for you, go on a damn walk, yeah. right? Go on a run, go on a, do something with your body and then ask yourself that again. What are three things that I'm grateful well, for? You're talking about changing the pattern of your thought. That's you know, exactly break it. Break the actions. If you're ruminating, go outside. That's the easiest thing that you can do, assuming it's not sleeping out, right? Yeah, that, you know, <laughs> actually, I'm thinking right now, I was, I've been watching, I'm a, Julie and I are big Elon Musk fans, you know? For what he's created and basically only 50 years on this planet it's extraordinary just that's just really the bottom line he'll be remembered as one of the greatest innovation innovators of mankind I and mean, he'll be he is as the italians love to say the modern uh what was it da vinci, da vinci. yeah so yeah with elon musk i these um people are always looking for motivational quotes from him and he just doesn't have any. He's not a motivational guy. You're not going to have, he's not Mr. Ra Ra, is he? He absolutely isn't. (laughs) Like somebody asked, so Elon, how do you keep yourself motivated? Or the question Uh, on days where you don't feel motivated, what's your technique? Yeah. Do you remember what he said? There's a lot of silence as there often is on his interviews. And and he's like, no, I just get things done. Yeah, exactly. I just get things done. I don't think about it. Somebody else asked, do you have somebody in your life you go to? Or they're asking if he has some sort of like, you know, muse or something that's going to cause him to, you know, whatever, right? These woo-woo type questions. And he's like, 
I mean, he understood the question, but his responses are always like, well, I'm doing really important things and, and uh, things have to happen in a certain order. And I just think about <laughs> what I need to have happen next. And I'm not spending a lot of time worrying about my emotional state. I'm just focusing on getting the job done. But isn't that the bottom line, folks? I know. And I think I do think of him when I think, gosh, I have so much to do. And I think, how many companies is he running? You know, yeah. like how many employees does he have? And they're all successful. And so there's degrees of all of that, right? And it's all about keeping your head screwed on straight and knowing what your North Star is. People think nowadays, especially, frankly, um, because the mindset movement has really dominated a lot of people's um, you know, belief structure on how they become successful. People mm -hmm. think they have to overindulge in worrying about their emotions and their feelings. Yes. It's become normalized. Mm -hmm. And what you don't realize, or hopefully I think actually most of you know this is true, but you just maybe don't want to you know, say it maybe this plainly, but your emotions will almost always betray you, especially when it comes to your reactions, because your emotional state changes constantly. That's the reason that Julie and I rally against things like, well, in order to be successful at something, you have to have passion for it. That's not true. You can be successful at billions of things and not have passion for it. Be passionate, be passionate for the results for what you can do as a result of you having provided a valuable service or product for somebody else, right? You don't have to be passionate for selling real estate and be massively successful. Matter of fact, we know virtually nobody that's truly passionate about selling real estate, but they're sure as hell passionate for the result, what they get as the result. They're passionate for how it makes them feel. They're passionate from knowing, you know, the, the, you know, the emotional state that comes from being in contribution to other people through the services sure. they're providing. They're passionate for the money that they're earning. They're passionate for the, what they're able to do for families and, you know, charities and whatnot with the money that they're earning. That's their pat. They're passionate for what they get as the result, not necessarily for the functionality of what they're doing. That is really, guys, another amazing breakthrough that if you allow yourself to have, in, in other words, you're allowing yourself to accept the fact your emotions will betray you. Because if you think that you're just, if all you are is essentially a, a bottle of emotion, what, your emotional state change so frequently that it's going to cause you to never actually be on a, essentially be on a mission for very long. You're going to pop from one thing into another and you're going to say asinine things like, well, I guess I just wasn't passionate about it or I'm not feeling passion for real estate anymore. So I'm just going to quit and go on to the next thing. Your life is going to blaze by you so fast. And then you're frank, you're going to essentially run out of having enough time to create anything significant with your life. Now, I, with that said, we know what was it? Warren Buffett created something like 98% of all of his wealth after the age of 50. So you can recreate yourself. Uh, but it does get harder. It does honest. get harder because you have less time, honestly. Yeah. So guys, take all of this seriously and start with you listening to yesterday's podcast. You know, obviously today's show and tomorrow's will help also reinforce that. And here's something that Julie and I really love. Uh, and I'll dare, dare I say, I love that I'm passionate about this because the results that it's getting for the people that are involved with this, it's eXp Realty. When I, Julie and I have been involved with eXp Realty for four years. And the difference that that has had on the people who we've introduced to eXp Realty's life, and of course the almost 100,000 other eXp Realty uh, agents, is something that is so um, profound that it almost, it's almost hard to explain. Because, you almost have to experience it to believe it. Yep. And then you can't unsee it. You can't unfeel it. Exactly. I mean, eXp Realty, for many of you, the commission structure, or I'm sorry, the, the, the commission split structure is going to save you tens of thousands of dollars per year. And right there, right out of the gates, that's a home run for you. But in addition to that, eXp Realty has uh, other ways that you can make money that are built into the system. For example, you, get, you actually become an owner of the company. You actually get uh, shares for doing various things inside eXp Realty. Well, how about this? 
you can actually build revenue share where you're creating multiple streams of income as a result of the efforts you're doing inside eXp Realty. Here, do this, guys. Go to Y Libertas, or actually, I think you can text, yeah, text EXP to 47372, text EXP to 47372, or you can also just text me directly at 512-758-0206, and we'll have that conversation. This is, there has been more, or there are more agents right now changing brokerages, upgrading to EXP than I've seen in the last four years that Julie and I have been uh, sponsoring agents at EXP. Why? Because frankly, a lot of agents, brokers, teams, large teams, they're all realizing that they need to take their businesses to the next level. EXP for brokers and teams is the next natural step in your careers. Let's have a conversation and I'll show you why literally thousands of other agents, teams, um, and brokers are moving to eXp Realty. I'd love the opportunity to have that conversation with you. If you've not yet chosen a sponsor at eXp Realty, text me directly at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, guys, we are incredibly grateful to all of you. Thank you for continuing to make this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.